Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 26 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch it. This week on Get Jumped, we are looking back on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, year one. Oh yeah, it's the story of two guys um, that decided to make a podcast and then move to opposite sides of the country because that is the easiest way to make a podcast. That is completely accurate. Yeah. Huh. Let's just jump in. <laughs> you did not do with that what I was expecting you to do, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Hey, 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 everybody. First of all, can I point out here that, like, Blake Blake made notes <laughs> for the week the year special and one of the things he did was previously on we're we're not going to do like a previously on Blake that's and Spencer just, get jumped that's just there <laughs> i just keep that there at the top of the notes so we remember to do it cuz uh, when we first started doing our first few episodes we would always forget and then we'd be like yeah. halfway through episode 1 and i was like oh we didn't tell anybody who these characters are <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've we've really grown as a podcast. We, yeah, we're in. We I think we've evolved into Metapod cast <laughs> instead of being a, like a fucking Caterpie. Yeah, Caterpies suck. They can't even use Poison Sting. They can only tackle. Yeah, and String Shot, which is good luck with that. Your speed tier is the worst. Yeah, for real. Like your stupid String. I don't even know why. You're faster than the other Pokemon. That's great, but yeah. you still can't fight it. Go weave a jacket with your strings. <laughs> Whatever. Is that Anyways, how it works? So, <laughs> weave a jacket with your string. Get, That's exactly get how it ja- works. Get your jacket weaving. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, um, so as we've as we've come to the end of a year, uh, <sighs> or I mean, I guess six months of doing a podcast, but it's the still end the of, end of, of the, the year. actual calendar year. Um, it's the end of we, the year, we decided that we, year. we wanted to spend a little bit of time, uh, talking about like what we did in, after starting this podcast, as well as talking about a lot of the things that we haven't talked about throughout the year. Um, and that's like, you know, what the fuck is happening inside of anime? Yeah. There is a lot of stuff happening inside of it. Yeah. And we're going to be going over it into this podcast. Right, because yeah, obviously our show has centered on, I think, 100% of our shows are completed. Yeah, I just uh, did a scan. We did four shows this year. All of them have stopped running, so none of them are current. Uh, Cowboy Bebop mm-hmm. is, what, from 1997 or 8? So yeah. we are not in the present era of anime. So we figured um, it would be really fun to do a retrospective on our first six months of podcasting. Um, we'll be talking about each of the shows. So, um, while each episode of our show is an in-depth recap of a small portion of one of these shows, this episode will feature a much more high level recap of all four of our shows. And, um, we'll talk about what we look forward to next year for the podcast, um, as well as what things we enjoyed this year from anime or are excited about this year from anime. Because I think Spencer is much more 
in touch with current anime from the perspective of having actually watched it. And I'm much yeah. more in touch with the perspective of wanting to watch it. <laughs> yeah. And Which is I, uh, technically I, less in touch. Yeah. And I, I'm also coming from the perspective of somebody that I, uh, a lot of people do this thing where they, they, they get into something or they start making something where they have like a precursory kind of attachment to it, where a lot of people sort of had that with anime where they're like, I like one or two shows. Whereas I, the way I watch anime is I, I watch, I watch the things that I want to watch, but I will also force myself to watch things that like, you know, they're inside of anime culture and I will watch them because I need to know like, where this comes from and i think that comes from the way that i just uh, that I, I intake media in general yeah um you I watch get way from, more uh, of it than you want to and it's kind of funny but i'm also the same way so i can't talk too much about this but you will like keep going on it and then you'll be like Ugh, i hate this show but you've been watching it forever <laughs> yeah and I, I, I got that from uh, this fantastic uh, episode of uh, the Nerdist podcast where he's talking to Guillermo de Toro. And Guillermo it talks about how he, um, his craft is film. And so because of that, he watches two movies a day, no matter what day it is. And he will never rewatch the same movies. So he forces himself to find two new movies every single day of the year, every year. Like- Eventually, he's got to watch, like, movie number three can be, like, a repeat, you know? Like, sometimes you just want to, like, veg out and watch Pitch Perfect again. Yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes I'll sit back and I'll just, like, uh, I'll I'll start watching, you know, these these random animes that I've seen hundreds and hundreds of times. I've, I've watched all the way through Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, like, six times. Um, but... It's just because, like, how can you it's not great. love that show? Yeah, I just it's, just started rewatching it, which oh, it's like a half rewatch because I haven't finished it, but I, I just yeah. restarted it with my roommate. So yeah. we're like, literally, this morning I watched I, I watched an episode of it where um, uh, they're doing the fight between uh, fucking uh, greed and um, greed and uh, oh god, um, uh, the dude with the. Name? The muscles, Exxon's face. No, 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 no. I'm getting it mixed up. I'm sorry. What um, did God, you say? Is... God, I can't remember the names of characters. We're we're delving into this too far. I watched it this morning and I, I sort of zoned out. But I mean, clearly, needless to say, Full Metal Alchemist is really good. <laughs> Brotherhood. So... Oh, God, Alchemist is just okay. No, it's good. It's just it's like uh, when you have something that's really good and then something that's like really great, it's hard to go back to that really good thing even though it's still good. Yeah. Cuz you just Anyways. you know what you could have. So, we're going to do like a quick recap of uh each one of the different shows. Um we're going to go uh kind of back and forth on the point by point. So, if you wanted to go ahead and get started on our first one, yeah, so we started our show with uh, one of our favorite animes and one of the world's favorite animes, which is Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop yeah. is basically a space western about bounty hunters um, in space going around trying to do bounty hunter things. So our main characters when we start are Spike Spiegel, who's tall, talented dude with crazy hair. 
and um, Jet, who is his friend that they they live on a ship together. Jet is like a former police officer with big metal arm. Um, their ship is called the Bebop, and they also have the Swordfish 2. Um, they each have their own like mini ships that they can leave the Bebop, like the, you know, big sort of interstellar travel ship Bebop behind. Swordfish 2 stands out because it's a particularly iconic ship. Um, that's the one that Spike flies. Um, you may have seen it even if you haven't seen Cowboy Bebop. Uh, it's pretty sweet. Um, we also eventually will meet Ayn and Faye. Um, Faye is sort of a femme fatale, but sort of not. She's very aloof, um, and she's not quite as fatale because she's not particularly dangerous to the main characters. Um, she is kind of hedonistic. She, it turns out, is much older than she looks because she was cryogenically frozen way back in the past. And when she was woken up, she was informed that she had accrued a lot of debt for the medical procedure and storage while she was cryogenically frozen. And so she's mm. basically on the run. And that other character I mentioned is Ein. Ein is a corgi, and so therefore is the best character. <laughs> um, later on, we're going to be finding out inside of the show that um, there is another very... Um, important main character that we have not met yet, and I am not talking about Ed. I am talking about Vicious, and I am talking about Julia. Um, they are the main driving forces inside of Spike's life. Um, Vicious was a, um, uh, um, like a, I guess a syndicate mate of Spike's. Um, he fought alongside Spike when he was part of like this giant crime syndicate that sells drugs across space. And, um, he ends up, uh, falling in love with the same woman as Spike named Julia. And there is, um, a little bit of a back and forth and then something happens to Julia. We haven't found out yet. Man, we are really close to that. So um, close. We're also really close to we're, the very end of Cowboy Bebop. Which yeah, I think just, we're like, six episodes away. Too. So this is really the, the calm before the storm here. Um, that's yeah. going to be, we'll cover the end of Bebop and I think two more podcast episodes. So that'll start our year off right, which is exciting. Yeah. And then um, we also get the introduction of Radical Ed. Um, she is a hacker um, that is from Earth uh, that kind of cheats her way onto the ship. Um, and they form this wacky crew that has space adventures. Um, yeah. so the I show... mean, when you go ahead, when we're talking about this show, um, we, we've mentioned it a bunch of times instead of the episodes of it. Um, but I know that a, a lot of you that are listening, um, kind of tune in for the anime that you were the most intrigued by. Um, I've, I, we've seen like, relatively large spikes with one punch man. Um, we see large spikes with, uh, with, um, Hunter X Hunter deep um, drops with Naruto. Like, <laughs> yes. Steep drops with Naruto. And then, um, with Cowboy Bebop, we have like a different subset of people that seem to come be coming out for it. Um, but like, uh, a lot of the things that I I've noticed, uh, about this show, um, really need to be pointed out because of how much they have influenced the other shows that are going to be on our lists in the future. Um, and the animes that I am watching like right the fuck now, 
because I um I'm watching uh, about three animes that are like recently coming out. Um, the new Sword Art Online um, I'm watching right now. Um, Is that good? I, it's all right. Um, the <laughs> that's what I've heard. The new the new Fate Stay series um, I've been watching, and I've also been watching. Um, uh, um, my hero academia and i've talked about Sweet. that a couple of times and we'll talk about it later too I've, yeah but the big thing that i've noticed about these uh, these shows is that a lot of these characters um that become these like mainstay characters inside of the show that draw attention to themselves have kind of this aloof slash funny vibe that is it seems to be based off of the character of spike spiegel and Spike isn't even the first character to have done this. And I think we've talked about it before, but like Spike Spiegel is also inspired off of um, like a very famous Chinese or Japanese actor. I can't remember what is. And also off of Lupin from Lupin the Third, which was like one of the biggest animes that has ever existed. Um, and it's it's really old. By the way, that has a new Lupin came out. What? And there is some badass fighting that happens inside of it is it a um, redo just, or is it like a, a sequel um it's it's kind of like an uh like an ova um people you should check it out um look up the new lupin uh there is a fight uh between a guy who has some metal teeth and fights with a cleaver um and a samurai uh that is all i will tell you and it is badass um it is also completely completely gory in in the way that it's just like a little too realistic, um, but it, it's it's also fantastic. <laughs> so the thesis is Cowboy Bebop's awesome. Um, yes. We'll talk a little bit more about sort of plot points and progression with our other shows, although we are going to keep mm-hmm. it fairly high level. The thing about Cowboy Bebop is that you could actually argue that it is the show in which the most has happened um, out of our four. Yeah. Um, each episode is is a self-contained story. There's a, a couple of two-parters. And the show is really held together by a loose through-line of learning about the characters. But each single episode presents a different story and usually kind of has a slight focus on one of those characters. So it's hard to be like, oh, this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, um, when we're not zooming into episodes like we normally do. Um, because the show, it's really about the characters and about getting to know them in different situations in which they find themselves. And I got to say, yeah. too, I'm not usually much for an episodic show versus a show that has a strong arc. Um, mm-hmm. Ever since watching, you know, growing up on Lost and The Office, I have become obsessed with shows that have ongoing stories that start to become, you know, the forefront of the show. Cowboy Bebop is very much not that. Um, most of the episodes are, I've said it before, most of them you could watch in any order because they, they don't build on each other except within the context of the whole show. But it is so well done and the stories are told so well and they're such good stories that um, even if you're not much for a show that's episodic, I think you'll like it. It's at least worth checking out. Yeah. Okay, so from there, we're going to go to another show that is influencing anime right the fuck now, um, in the sense that there a is a way. clone of it that is on TV right now. Yeah, which we'll um, also talk about. <laughs> yes. Um, so that is Naruto. Um, we have our main characters, uh, Naruto, Sasuke, Sakura, and their teacher, Kakashi. 
Um, and uh, so far we've gone through how, like a little bit of the newest plot arc inside of there, but really it's just all about the very first one. Yeah, we've completed the first story arc, and we are the second story arc. <coughs> you could argue that we're coming to the end of the second story arc, or that we're coming to the end of the first part of the second story arc. Uh, yeah. Depends on how you want to break it up. Um, we're definitely... We've really gone through a type of climax. I was looking at the next couple of shows or of episodes, and I think we hit our highest high in the Forest of Death. There's still some good stuff but uh, we're on a little bit of a downswing for a minute until we get to that tournament arc. But uh, yeah, so Naruto, um, we've got our main characters. They are um, aspiring ninjas in a world sort of ruled by ninjas, basically. Um, by ninjas for ninjas. Yeah, this is the magical anime version of ninjas. So they, you know, use crazy elemental attacks and mind bending techniques and stuff like that. And it's really cool. Um, Naruto, like Spencer said, it's very influential, obviously was also very influenced by namely Dragon Ball Z, which is sort of the grandfather of the big three of which Naruto is one. Um, yeah. So they were called the big three because they were huge ongoing series, one of which is still ongoing. And, um, they, one of them is ongoing in the sense that it will never stop going. No, they're never going to get to the grand line. <laughs> Uh, it's ah! what is it like ah! a parabola where like you can approach the x-axis but you can never touch it <laughs> yeah for real it's it's so frustrating and i just watched an episode of uh, by the way i am current with one piece that is impressive um, and and i say and i say that with a grain of salt meaning that like i originally watched 200 episodes of of um uh, One Piece, and then I stopped for like two years, and then I came back and I watched. I skipped like fifty episodes, and then I watched from there. And I don't know what I missed in those fifty episodes. And surprise, it doesn't matter like <laughs> at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, I Some, think something... I think One Piece is working off of the same theory that Cowboy Bebop is, but on a grand scale. So, like, whereas Cowboy Bebop is self-contained stories within an episode that sort of advance the <laughs> characters slightly, One Piece is like self-contained stories within an arc that advance the characters slightly. Yeah, I mean, they have been happening forever, and it also begs the question of like, I, I don't. I don't know if I'm still attached to that show or not, but at this point, it's like one of those things where it's like ubiquitous when I guess I'm going to watch some anime. Yeah. I guess I better watch some of the One Piece episodes. It's always there, happening. and there are always new episodes. Although some of them are filler, oh, so man. beware. Well, Naruto happened... That happened to me for Naruto for a really long time, too, with Shippuden. Yeah. Where I was like, I was like, I guess is the Great Ninja War still happening? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess I'll so, go see what slight movement there's been on that. Well, we'll get there someday, uh, and it will be a long, long day. Yeah. But also uh, many days from now. So, in Naruto, they are basically ninja students. Their teacher becomes Kakashi uh, when they graduate from ninja 
university, I guess. They're they're like children. They're like 12. Ninja elementary school. <laughs> yeah, basically. So university is not quite right. Um, they're pretty young. And they do some crappy missions around town, just sort of like finding people's cats and pulling weeds. And just like, they're just, they're like janitors that you can hire. <laughs> they're like yeah, nin- learning teamwork and like, I guess, training and stuff in their, in their downtime. But they're not doing anything of consequence. And they all beg to yeah. do something cooler. So there's this guy named Tazana who is coming through town. He's headed back home and he's a bridge builder. And he's like, hey, I'm going home. I need an escort. And so you guys can take me. It's no big deal. There's not going to be any problems on this trip. So, like, you know, you children, you'll be fine. You can take me. And then that turns out to be a lie because he's actually being targeted from by assassination by a uh, shipping magnate in his home country who basically controls oh. the entire economy and government. And I have moments where I'm listening to the recap of this show when I like I'm listening to it and I'm like oh this sounds like a really cool episode of Cowboy Bebop and then I'm like no it's like fucking 15 episodes of Naruto yeah (laughs) but it's a good story and it's a pretty good arc there's some pacing issues but um, overall (laughs) it tells a really good story and it uh, has some really sweet moments and it's a great way to stay in shape uh (laughs) So it's got some pacing issues is like Naruto ship it in. It's Naruto, got some pacing issues. The description. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Naruto and Sasuke, they're kind of rivals. Basically Naruto is an outcast and he is an outcast because way back in the day, right when he was born, their village was attacked by a giant fox demon with nine tails. And yep. the village, um, the, the ninja president, of the time managed <laughs> to seal that fox demon within this child's body as a way to like stop it and keep it contained. Naruto's Ninja that kid. Prez. Right. Naruto is that kid and Naruto has been shunned by society um ever since. Sasuke on the other hand also has a a backstory but uh, is generally considered to be attractive by his peers. And is a prodigy. So everybody likes him. Nobody likes Naruto. Um, yeah. They are rivals and they end up in a fight together against this kid named Haku, who is also kind of a prodigy and has really sweet ice mirror powers. Um, yeah. This is the lackey of the main assassin sent to kill the bridge builder. The main assassin's name is Zabuza, who is a deadly swordsman with a dangerous past as well who ends up facing off against Kakashi. So all of this comes to a head. Haku is eventually defeated, although it looks like Sasuke is killed and then they play it like Sasuke is killed and then he's fine. Okay. Yeah. So there is this moment. (laughs) I, I was like, we're going to go over this more. Right. And we're going to talk about the fact that like, there was that point where Sasuke was dead inside Mm -hmm. of this show. And I keep on thinking about it. I'm like, I wonder if it he was killed in the manga or he was killed in the anime and they got like a bunch of write-ins after that episode came out. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was an editorial mandate because I know there are stories of other editorial mandates that have, have messed up 
uh, creator's plans for for good or ill. I mean, I think Sasuke, he's a driving force of the entire series. And I'm sorry, were you referencing Bleach? Were you uh, referencing Bleach? Bleach is what I was thinking of, yeah. Were you referencing Bleach? Yeah, um, I, I was. Dear friends, let's have a moment. Uh, That's so, the third of the big departed, three. That's our dearly departed friend, uh, <sighs> Bleach. Uh, it died before it was ended. Oh my god. It's so frustrating. Because like, I read through the manga ending, and the manga ending gives you so many things. Just so many good things. And then you're just like, well, the show, I guess, will never get to those things because yeah. it's over. It ended with Aizen just being left as a dangling carrot for the future. Yeah. It's not great. Oh, man. It's, uh, you know, I think eventually it'll get remade and hopefully remade correctly. We'll see. Yeah. So Maybe. Naruto and Sasuke. Or they over- can just fucking Dragon Ball Super it. Yeah. Naruto and Sasuke, they overcome Haku. Fuck that show! <laughs> Naruto overcomes him by releasing the fox demon just a little bit. And that will become a recurring theme with Naruto, although and he good let, news, he let it's out cool just every a little time. bit of pee. <laughs> then uh, Kakashi fights Zabuza. Kakashi ends up basically beating Zabuza. Um, although sort of the victory is a little bit mental and a little bit emotional. Um, but ultimately Zabuza and Haku are both killed and so is the shipping magnate. So essentially the region is saved. The bridge is completed, which connects the Island region with the rest of the continent. So the, we the economy talk about the worst character alive. Well, I was going to skip that, that. that stupid kid. You know, I, so I was skipping it for you, but if you need that, you just We also didn't talk about Aggie. Mo Aggie. Well, she's around. <laughs> What's her Anyways, is that her name? Aggie. I don't remember. You dude. get some Mo Aggie. It's, Aggie. it's Anyways, so stupid. There's the next arc is a uh it's kind of like a tournament arc. It's a protracted um, tournament it arc. It is a tournament arc. Um But it has like different phases. So you'll get like <sighs> Tournament type one, and then tournament type two, and then tournament type two B after some training. Stick with us for a couple of more minutes while we go through this, uh, this, and then get to a better tournament arc. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, um, well, we'll have another so, show in the mean in between. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. Just, just calm down, everyone. Yeah. So we meet the rest of uh, the school kids uh, that graduated from Ninja Elementary School, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're, they're a bunch of people that we haven't super met yet. And then we also re- meet Arachimaru um, inside of the Forest of Death. He is a horrible snake man. Um, and he's going to be important for basically the entire rest a of the long, show. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. For years. Yeah. Let's get to One Punch Man. Yeah, that's a that's pretty much it for Naruto. We'll c- finish up the Forest of Death soon and continue into a really sweet tournament arc, so get pumped for that. And now so, our our first show that we've completed, which I feel yes. kind of bittersweet about going back over it because it's over. Oh, man. So here's the thing about One Punch Man. One Punch Man is continuing to influence anime today. It is one of the newest shows that we are watching on here. Um, it it was it being is the newest so far. Cur- n- n- well, Naruto was releasing fresh episodes at the same time that uh, One Punch was Man really? was coming out. So, I mean, wow! Yes, 
I'm surprised. Um, so, yeah. So One Punch Man um, is uh, is really, really influencing things in the same way that um, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop has influenced things. Um, but it's it's you can see its effect really like sticking its fingers into so many different animes that are coming out right the fuck now. There is an anime that is out there. Um, I cannot fucking remember the name of it. Um, uh, but, um, it's about, uh, these two immortals. Um, and it's this guy that he can just die over and over again, but his like body seat keeps on coming back together and it makes fun of itself all the time in like the fact that it knows that it's an anime and you could argue that like fully coolly influenced these same sorts of animes yeah like one punch man and like mob psycho 100 um but at the same time i think one punch man and especially like the the masterful ridiculous story creation that was created by one the artist can be said to like he changed the way that anime is done yeah. He's changed the way that like manga is done in itself and the way that you can really do it. Or at least can be done because there's always Black Clover. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll get to. So One Punch Man is basically a superhero anime. They're, yeah. they're characters that are super. They're a little bit more Japanese superhero than they are American superhero. Um, yeah. And Saitama is the best of them all, although nobody knows it. He has trained... Yeah. And has become so powerful that he can beat everyone with one punch, which is where the name comes from. Uh, he meets very quickly this guy named Genos, who is a cyborg that is on a revenge quest that is so far unresolved at this point in the show. Um, As yet to be revenged. <laughs> yeah. Pending vengeance. So... Um, <laughs> Genos is young and striving to be powerful so that he can exact this revenge that we're talking about. So he realizes that Saitama is super powerful and decides to become his apprentice, which Saitama's less okay with at the start and more okay with as the show goes on. Um, and this one's pretty episodic as well. Most of the episodes mm. are, are kind of their own thing. Yeah. I would say, like, we're going to... I kind of just want to do even a lighter recap than your notes that you put inside of here, because since we've gone all the way through this show and you can go back and listen to these episodes, I would really, really suggest that if you, if you wanted to like, listen to us, like have fun with these episodes, that's great to go back and listen, but like, you should really watch the show too. Yeah. Cause that's like, a good point. It, Always true, but especially with this one, because it's also the yeah. shortest show that we've covered, which is why we're done with yeah, it. Yeah, and and there's there's a lot of stuff that we'll talk about, like in quick succession, with like you know the hero organization and the um, the different characters and the final fight between Saitama and Boros um, and like the aliens. But I mean, if you have just heard those like buzzwords and you haven't listened to or watched One Punch Man yet, and you just want to watch that ridiculousness, and also a giant crab man inside of... Crablante! Uh, he crab ate a lot of crab, and so he became a crab. 
Or the From guy Monte. that's a car Cuckoo. person because he likes cars. Yeah, he or... likes cars so much he turned himself into one. Or so. it's oh my god. This whole show is just so fucking good. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's also a parody, so it's very funny, but it has crazy high-octane energy, uh, a- action sequences that are like, you gotta watch them, they're so good. Yeah, I mean, like, the sequence between Saitama just... Uh, having the fight sequence with um, with Genos for the first time, yeah, where he's just like dodging his attacks, and then there's like that epic moment where he like punches around. That's like episode Genos six. That's just, so far. Oh, that's so good. Though. The one that stands out um, to me is Carnage Kabuto, which is episode three. You um, are obsessed with that episode. I love that episode. It's partially because I had watched it two or maybe three times before we started the show when I finally watched the whole thing from start to finish, but it's also a I, great fight. And I think it, I think it, uh, I think it's very exemplary of what makes the show good because it's, it is really well animated. It's also the way that they do the colors. It's animated in a way that's a little bit more innovative and artistic than just going for like straight realism or whatever. Um, yeah. but also the battle hinges on a joke and a really good one at yeah. that. Yeah. And, the last thing that we'll say is that you get to you get to meet the most in, endearing character that has ever existed in anime, which obviously is Moomin Rider, because um, he is not only the least powerful superhero, yeah, he is also the the superhero with the most heart that you yeah. you root. For so hard yeah, throughout you can the show. Very easily argue that he is the most heroic character on the show. Um, oh, I, I would say that Saitama is very heroic, and he does a great job of being a hero and sort of exemplar exemplifying the s- types of sacrifice that heroes sometimes have to go through. But the difference is that Moomin Rider is also committed to being a hero in the same way, but doesn't have the power that Saitama has. Just- so- he just is a dude with a bike, and that's it. Justice Crash! <laughs> and then, like, Justice Tackle, which is, like, straight up just a bear hug. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, let's that go into Hunter That I get to see Hunter. my boyfriend next week. I'm going to Justice Tackle him. Uh, okay. Stop, <laughs> stop with that. Anyways, let's go into Hunter x Hunter. Um, so... Uh, Hunter x Hunter is about uh, Gon and, to a lesser extent, uh, Kirupika, Leorio, and Killua. Yeah, they um, live in a world where there are things, people called hunters, which are basically mm-hmm. super well-funded adventurers. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard it put as succinctly as that. I um, um, I was, like, about to keep going, and I was like, no, that's it. <laughs> 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 um, there's also, there's also like crazy assassin people inside of this world and also, um, sort of creepy rapey clowns. It um, is super anime. It is the most anime. In fact, um, I will reiterate what we said in our first episode about it, which is that when Spencer was telling me about it and trying to convince me to watch it, he described it as an anime for people who love anime. And I think that holds up. <laughs> yeah, it's really true. And, like, and if you're wondering, like, uh, um, I like Goku from Dragon Ball, but I wish that he was even more Goku than Goku, you'll love Gon. <laughs> like, and if you don't know Gon, what Spencer means by what he just said, go watch Hunter x Hunter and you'll understand. 
Yeah, or go watch Dragon Ball, then watch uh, Hunter x Hunter. Yeah, and then watch you will truly uh, real quick five hundred something episodes of Dragon Ball, and then get no, started I mean, on the two hundred or so of Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> Dragon Ball, you really just need to watch up until the first tournament arc, and then you can stop. So that's only like two hundred episodes. Yeah, that's a lot easier, bite sized. Well, I mean, the episodes after that are good. I mean, I guess the... you could say until the first like Piccolo fight. Yeah, inside of the ring. I've heard that that's well, a really TN good fight, but I've never watched too. it. Oh man, the you really one is really good. Too. You just keep adding back. We're just going to get back to the whole show at this rate. Oh man, there is a character from Dragon Ball's. Okay, hold on. Let me go on a quick tangent real <sighs> wow. quick. This episode is all about tangents. Wow, wow. Anyways, wow. I I watched the other day just the tournament arcs from um from Dragon Ball, just like to re up myself on tournament arcs, and there is a character from. I say there is a character, but I really mean there are a lot of characters from Dragon Ball where I was like, oh, this is really racist, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) One of them was like this Hispanic guy that's fighting in the ring, and you'll know the one when you get to it, but it's one of the first Goku fights, and when you watch it and you hear like... I don't know if it's the same with like the the Japanese with subtitles, but the American dubbing by Funimation is also very racist. Yeah, guys. man, the the '90s and the early thousands were not a good time of uh, cultural awareness. Yeah, we're, oh, Mr. that was really Popo. our transitional period where we we're like, maybe this isn't cool anymore. Oh, Mr. Spoiler Popo alert: is It is not cool. Don't be racist, Anyways. y'all. Yeah, don't. Anyways, let's get back to Hunter x Hunter. Um, oh, yeah. So there's uh, this big giant Hunter exam, which is the purest of tournament arcs. Um, it is very, very good. It is very long. It has covered all of our coverage so far of Hunter x Hunter. Yeah, we literally, now. our last um, Hunter x Hunter was sort of the end of the Hunter exam kind of asterisk. Yeah, you have a lot of characters you meet throughout this, one of them being Hisoka, the Ugh. creepy, scary clown from earlier Vaguely that I talked child about. child-rapey clown. Yeah, one, you said clown, but it sounded like cloud, and I was like, what are you doing with your clowns? Maybe that's what I Anyways. see when I look at clouds. <laughs> oh, then God. there's the chairman. Um, Netero. Uh, also, yeah, I looked down and saw chairman, and I was like, Chairman Mao. Um <laughs> And Mr. Bean. Don't forget about Mr. Bean. <laughs> His head is a bean. Important recurring character. A, he's just such a dumb character. He shows up um, anytime bureaucracy occurs in the show. Yeah. And so um, throughout this, throughout this, there's a lot of different exams that, um, that aren't just about fighting, um, which is why they're called exams instead of just like just battles. Yeah. Um, there's one with where everybody has to walk really far. There's one that where sounds um, so stupid. Have... <laughs> it's not. I know wrong. when you when you put it on paper, it does sound really dumb. Yeah, but like, walk when you really watch far, it... cook dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, hey, hold on a second. There's like a lot of animes that are out there. When you put them on paper, it's just like, why am I watching this? Like the anime about people playing basketball. Yeah, where it's just like they're their eyes light up and they move slightly faster than other people do. That's their basketball anime. And I was like, that's dumb. And then I watched it and I was like, no, I get it. It's just like, why? Like, um, like, uh, how a Jimino Imbo. Um, yeah. Oh God. What the fuck is it? How do you pronounce that? Um, Hajime no Ibo. Ippo. 
It's it's the one about the boxer. Yeah. Um, I have still not watched it yet, except for like some of the fight sequences. But out of context, the fight sequences look so dumb. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like a big emotional buildup, and in, in the context of the show, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, but anyways, but I gotta say too, one of what you just <laughs> said about putting anime on paper and it sounding really dumb is actually part of the reason why I wanted to do the show like we're doing it because I have been into anime for a long time and especially with things like Full Metal Alchemist or Cowboy Bebop that are are just really good stories that are kind of a, generally agreeable and they're a little bit less on the crazy anime side of things. It's hard to sell it to some people. So I thought like yeah. we should make this show where if you're the kind of person who, for whatever reason, can't get down with watching an animation show or the Japanese anime style, but you're curious about the storylines, you can listen to our show. And if you're curious about all the craziness but don't know where to start, you got our show. And it's really part of the motivation was that idea that like anime is crazy and it has kind of a bad reputation depending on who you talk to. Um and if you're one of those people who thinks that it has a bad reputation but is curious about it, then, you know, our show can serve as an entry to you if that, you know, if that's helpful. Yeah. So that was kind of one of the or motivations. Or at least, hopefully. Yeah, that's, you know. you know, we understand that most of the people who are into this have probably been watching anime for a long time and probably are familiar with the shows. But uh, hopefully some non-anime fans will be served as well and some of them will become anime fans and that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like one of the great, like biggest takeaways that I've gotten so far from doing this is that especially when I'm connecting to other podcasters and I'm like, Hey, if you want to check out our show, we'll check out your show and they'll listen to it and they'll be like, I don't really like anime, but I have a lot of fun just like listening to two people hang out. Yeah. And I was like, I think that's what we were trying to get out in the first place. Yeah. So hopefully we've, we brought that to you our listening audience of at right. least one British guy. And if you, yeah. <laughs> and if you like listening to our show and you don't like anime and that's how you are, but you've kept up with us, you are now capable of throwing down in discussions about one punch man, even though you've never watched it. So congratulations, go buy a sticker and then put it on yourself. Yeah. Now you have a sticker. Congratulations um, sticker. So, um, up in this, uh, in the next year, uh, we're up in this next year, um, we're going to be talking about, um, a lot of, a lot of these animes, um, especially Hunter x Hunter and Naruto, uh, that will go on basically forever. Yeah. Um, We will almost certainly not finish either of them. We will guaranteed not finish Naruto by the end of next year. pretty unlikely that we'll finish hunter x hunter by then although i'm hoping to do large clumps of episodes near the end of it because the pacing slows down a whole bunch (laughs) yeah however as we are approaching the end of cowboy bebop and we have approached the end already of one punch man um we are, are still taking votes uh for the next show that we do yeah, we um, will be doing uh, four shows at a time, which means One Punch Man's got to get replaced early next year, and Cowboy Bebop's going to be replaced soon, so get your votes on. Yeah, for real. Um, so the things you can look forward to uh, next year, um, Cowboy Bebop uh, reaches its penultimate finale 
also one of the best episodes that you will ever see. You're talking about Pierre um, LeFou. Oh my god. I have talked about that episode to so many people. He about, has asked like, me if next week is the Pierre LeFou, like each time Cowboy Bebop is next in the rotation, for like the last three times. He is. It is actually is. the next time we cover Cowboy Bebop, and I'm excited about it, but I'm also excited that we'll finally have watched it so Spencer will know. Yeah. We also have to watch one of the worst episodes of, of Cowboy Bebop that has ever been made, um, but we will talk about that um, later on. Curious. Um, <coughs> it's the one with the stupid TVs. I hate that episode. Mm, I don't remember that one enough to comment on it, so I guess we'll cover it when we get there. Yeah. There's a cult in some TVs. You'll see. Mm, I kind of um, remember a little bit better now. No, 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 next year. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the rest of the tuning exam is going to be happening next year. Um, there's going to be uh, some other big characters that we will be introduced to. Uh, one of them has a giant slug. Um, oh, yeah. So She's important. Get excited about that. And also there's a giant frog that you haven't seen yet, so get excited about that. Yeah, lots of giant um, animals and lots of really good fights next year in Naruto. It's Next yes. year is going to be a good year for Naruto. Yes. And it's going to be a year that's going to start great for Hunter x Hunter. And by the end of the year, there's going to be the Chimera Ants. Yeah, and, we will probably uh, make it to that. So, but we've got we'll uh, we're going out to Assassin Hill next, which is not the name of it, but that's what we're going to go with right now. Uh, and Assassin we're gonna, Hill. Yeah, we're going to go rescue it's like Mount Coco or something. Murder Mountain, and we're going to rescue Murder Mountain, <laughs> Killua, and then we're gonna. You guys might have heard of this little group called the Phantom Troop, and we're going to go meet those dudes. Oh man, that that sequence is really good too. That one's good, yeah. Um there's a lot of really good stuff that's going to be coming onto it. Um one of them is uh hopefully um you may have seen a meme of it. Um and we've talked about it a couple of times on here. It's gotten some votes so far. Um uh, do you want to talk about that show? Because I don't we might be covering it next. I don't know. Maybe we can just do a Japanese anime thing and be like they're not going to cover that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but while we are um, talking about things that have, are coming up, um, I think it, it, it's only good to finally cover the things that have just happened this year. Yeah. Um, and really, really delve into what is happening and where anime is. And where um, manga is right now and how it is doing in the world. Yeah, I gotta say, I like this uh, extra long end of the year episode, too, because at this point in the show, we're like 45 minutes in or so. And this is the part where we're usually like a little too close to the end of the show for comfort. And we need to start speeding up. But here we can just yeah. like, OK, it's next. You know, we're now we're going to talk about this year's anime and manga. So yeah. I, I tried to group these with a theme. And our first okay. our first theme is going to be seasonal anime, which is okay. kind of new and it's exciting um, in America and uh, in most places. Well, I guess well, I don't want to talk about that because I, I don't know most places. So in America and in Britain, you usually get seasons or series if you are across the pond. Um, that basically is a... Uh, shorter run of episodes 
Um, in America, you'll often get in the teens or um, in the low 20s of episodes. I'm not sure if there's a standard in the UK. Um, and then they'll take a long break and then they'll come back next season and run for about the same amount of time. Um, anime has traditionally not run this way. Um, and manga, which is generally speaking, going to be the source material for most anime also doesn't run this way. So manga is comic book chapters that are released on a weekly basis. Um, and they rarely will take a break. Um, in addition, anime, once it gets picked up, usually based off of a manga hitting a certain sort of threshold of popularity, it will also begin to show on a weekly basis. Um, this causes problems because the anime traditionally will cover between like two and four chapters of the manga at a time, which if you're playing along at home means that it's catching up to the anime or to the manga pretty quickly. Um, and mm. if there's not a lot of content, you're going to get caught up probably within a year. Um, and you have horrible monster filler in the shape of uh, soul vampires in the case of Bleach. Yeah. Um, which is the worst arc that I've ever watched of a filler. Um, <laughs> so filler is basically when they keep making the show, but they diverge from wherever the story is right now. And then they come back to it later. And they don't have a seasonal um, structure, so they do it basically every year. So they'll get to the end of the animation year or whatever, and they'll end whatever arc it is that gets them as close as they can get to the manga without going over. I guess Price is Right rules are in play. And then yeah. they will just veer off and do something. And the problem with filler, I guess what's cool about filler is that it lets them do something that is different than what you'll see in the manga. And the problem is that that's something can't have consequences. Almost never mm -hmm. will what happens in the filler have any sway on anything. Every once in a while, there will be like an injury or an item that's picked up by the characters and they'll push it into the filler so that it has something to do and some lasting impact. But generally speaking, the filler just picks up right where the story left off and by the end of the filler arc, 50 or 52 episodes later, it drops you right back where you started. Because that's where the manga is picking up again, and they need to be back there so that the story can continue properly. It's yeah. not great, and it's kind of a stain on a lot of good anime, like Naruto, and One Piece, and Bleach, and Dragon Ball Z, and the list goes on. So now... Well, One Piece, to a much lower extent... And that's just because inside of One Piece, uh, a lot of the shit already doesn't matter inside of the manga. So, like, the difference between filler and just episodes inside of the plot arc... Um, Maybe a little less look, pronounced. Yeah, they look remarkably similar yeah. a lot of the time. Um, so, unless, like, Luffy has a new gear to go into. <laughs> so what we're seeing now is that more and more anime are kind of coming out in limited releases, and then they're yeah. coming out with a new season. We have seen that with One Punch Man. It was 12 episodes, but it's not over, and a second season is forthcoming. Um, we've seen yeah. that with shows like Blue Exorcist is doing that, and the two oh. shows that I'd like to talk about, which are... Uh, if you haven't heard of this, you are actually living under a rock, even if you're not into anime. And that show's yeah. called Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. And then My Hero Academia. Um, or so Boku those are... no Hero something or other. 
<laughs> um, um, anyways, so Attack on Titan, um, uh, if you haven't read my, um, my little article about it, um, and most of you have not because you haven't subscribed to Patreon, um, is a show that came onto the scene inside of America, um, and made a huge splash. And the biggest reason why is because Attack on Titan has a, um, a great, great mix of two different things. One of them being a very, very, very solid horror aspect to it. Yeah. Um, if you don't know that America is currently in a love affair with zombies, you have also been living under a rock. And uh, uh, Titans are basically giant zombie babies. Um, and the other thing that it has is badass fight sequences that is paired with a real emotional core. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you have like dumb action sequency shows that will have like a horror aspect to them, but you don't give a fuck about the characters um, in sort of the one I'm really getting at here is um, there's uh, I think it's like death school or assassin school assassination classroom. Yes, I cannot stand that show. And it's because I don't give a fuck about the characters and and Attack on Titan is one of those shows that the first episode you meet Aaron and Aaron, you find out number one is not emotionally stable. And number two, he has something to fucking prove. And it makes him such an endearing main character. And it also um, makes you kind of like fall in love with this world that's around him that's pushed him to the brink. Yeah, and it's a it's a real underdog story and it's really heart wrenching at times, but it's great. Um, the yeah. other one is My Hero Academia, which is another superhero anime, um, which I believe are kind of picking up a little bit, probably based on the international success of the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And My Hero Academia is pretty cool. It's a nice twist on it in My Hero Academia. The vast majority of the Earth's population have superhero powers. So this, quirks. Ha, yeah, they're quirks. They developed these a little while ago, and it's been long enough that society has kind of adapted to this new normal. Um, we open up on our main character who does not have a superpower but wants to be a superhero, and the story is about him trying to achieve that dream. Um, I've watched the first season but not the second one, and uh, the first season was fantastic. First season's good, second season's better. Yeah, I've heard really great things and seen some clips from it, and it looks so sweet. It is also the same for Attack on Titan. I'm actually just I'm just reading through this list of anime that we're talking about, and I actually haven't watched any of these. So these are all just kind of on my <laughs> wish list or on I things that I think all are of worth these talking about. Except for Ancient Magus Bride, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So that's seasonal anime. We're now going to talk about um, sequels or spinoffs or spiritual successors. Um, we have a couple of high-profile sequels this year, which are uh, Boruto and Dragon Ball Super. Uh, and I don't know much about either of these. I know that Boruto has an interesting thing in that the anime and the manga are happening concurrently, but they are not telling the same story. So yep. they come from it's the same... very frustrating. <laughs> they come from the same, I guess, 
setup and inciting moment. Like I would assume that the first chapter and the first episode are fairly similar and then they just go off and do their own thing, which is cool. Cause then you can get two different stories with the same characters and world. And the downside is that if you only want to consume your story in one way or the other, you're only going to get one of two possible stories. Fucking contradict each other, which is infuriating. Well, they're two different stories. well, they contradict each other in the fact that, like, some of the characters don't know that some of the other characters exist, and also some of them have abilities that they have in one thing but not the others. It's, like, it's it's really frustrating. It sounds but, like if you're for, trying to follow both, you're going to get confused. Correct. And I would say if you want to have a more enjoyable Boruto experience, I would say to read the manga and do not watch the show. Um, if instead you would like to watch, uh, Naruto inside of a sandbox, um, played by a much younger version of himself, um, you will enjoy the anime more. Um, it has the same plot as a video game plot structure. It is not good. Um, it is all about the big giant fights and also certain characters are way too powerful too fast. And also, some characters are not as powerful as they should be inside of the show. Um, there's, like, this power docking thing that they do inside of, like, Dragon Ball Z. They do it in Bleach a lot of the times, too, um, where it's just, like, all of a sudden this character isn't as powerful as they're supposed to be for some fucking reason. And it's because they made them the penultimate at the end of their, like, actual show. And now they should be the same power level, but they can't write them at the same power level because it would end the fucking fight too fast. Let me tell you a story about Black Clover. Black Clover is a Naruto anime spinoff. Um, not a spinoff, per se. It's not a spinoff at all, because it is... It's just this new anime show that is kind of like taking all of the fun of magic and all of the fun of like a Naruto style um, anime and really taking it at like the most face value. It doesn't give, it doesn't give the, the listeners who, or I'm glad um, you went to black Clover next instead of dragon ball super, because uh, it is a lot closer to Boruto than, Dragon Ball Super because it's made by the same studio. And so I tried to watch Black Clover. I tried, you guys. I I tried and I've I've watched like 6 episodes of it so far and I got to I got to be honest here, I fucking hate that show. Um <laughs> it is widely hated. And Yeah. I've heard that it has some pretty cool action sequences, but the main character from what I've seen is just the worst. Yeah. He's like... It really, really shit the bed immediately. So one of the anime tropes that you see, and you see it a lot with Naruto, is a headstrong character who is annoying. And people are annoyed by him because he's generally, genuinely annoying. You see that with Naruto, and he has some character growth where it's, you know, he kind of grows out of it in some ways and, and develops and matures. And Black Clover... Some of the main criticisms I've been seeing for it are that it is basically just in in an, a year and a time when anime are trying to figure out 
how to do cool new things with a formula that's been going on for a long time. I mean, if you yeah. if you watch a lot of anime, you will see a lot of the same story beats and a lot of the same characters and a lot of the same all kinds of stuff. And it, it can still be really fun. And there can be some comfort in that. I mean, you were talking about Boruto and you were like, it's really just about big fights. And sometimes that's what you yeah. want. And a good big, big fight well, is still a good Naruto fight. It's Naruto in a sandbox, you know? Right. It's... The thing about Black Clover that everybody is talking about is that it takes all of those anime tropes that everybody else is building on and innovating. And it just doubles down on all of the worst elements of them. Yeah. Um, it's really just obnoxious. Like the show is is actively obnoxious and it doesn't fucking explain anything that it is doing while it is doing it and it doesn't give any of the characters a like a modicum of being um emotionally connected like you can't connect to them. Yeah. And the biggest reason why is like they try to like force this bullshit connection on you in like the second episode, which is a flashback, by the way. Yeah. In episode two, go I fuck yourself, Black Clover. That specific problem <laughs> in one of the uh, critique videos I was watching last week. The thing about yeah. it is, if you like it, that's fine. It's like we have a lot of problems with it, and obviously my problems are a little unfounded because they're based on other reviews and synopses that I've watched rather than yeah. actually experiencing it myself. Spencer has watched some of it. Um, but if you like it, that's cool. Like, it is, at the end of the day, anime tropes. And yeah. that's part of the fun of anime. Um, so don't feel bad, even though we're bashing it pretty hard. Uh, I also mm -hmm. hold out hope that it turns around and gets better as it goes. Um, it's probably yeah. going to run for a while. It is extremely popular. Uh, but, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of good response to it. Yeah, but that's like the same thing where people kept on telling me for years and years and years to watch fucking Fairy Tale. Mm. And I'm like, Fairy Tale isn't a bad show. It's just a good show that is animated badly. Mm. Like, that's what's so frustrating about Fairy Tale. It's just like, it's it's a good storyline that has just like, ter they just don't put enough money into it. And it's so frustrating because that show is crazy popular. Like, yeah. It's a big I, one. I have no idea, like, why they couldn't put more money into it. Like, you watch that with One Piece. Like, One Piece didn't have any money when that show started, and you can tell. And when that show got popular enough to where it got money, you can fucking tell. Because some of the fight sequences, yeah, some of the fight sequences in, like, the later, like, One Piece, they're fantastic. And, like, really, really well animated, and they put, like, their whole heart into those episodes. Yeah. And I have never watched a fight sequence in Fairy Tale that I've been blown away by. Um, That's really disappointing. I think that show ended this year, too. Um, well, anyways, uh, let's next go to the on next the list, <laughs> I'm going to turn this one over to you, Spencer, because I know basically nothing about this except that it exists and blue hair. All right. So, here's the thing about Dragon Ball Super. If you are coming for a new Dragon Ball Z that has actual, um, like, character development or plot development or anything like that, this is not this is not the show for you. Dragon Ball Super, it really, really gets its... Uh, it's the only thing that you really need to know about it is that it is in the Dragon Ball uh, universe, and Super just means that it is um, a, a show where 
they are just going to beat the ever-living crap out of each other. It sounds like the name of a video game because that's the way that the plot structure works. Mm. Um, all of the different characters inside of this uh, kind of like otherworldly, they're like in the middle between these these worlds and these bunch of Kais are having these this tournament uh, with like their most powerful um, their most powerful people from their universe. And they, like, throw them all in there. And Goku's one of them from, like, the Earth universe. Um, but there's also characters that are, like, insanely powerful from these other universes. Um, one of them being this, like, cat god guy um, who, like, cannot Beerus. be stopped. Yeah, Beerus. Uh, He's he, in the... He is. I don't know if this was the most recent movie, but I saw it when there was, like clash of gods or whatever, something, something like that. And it's a movie about Beerus coming to earth. And this happened like as super was starting or right before it. And then like, I guess super is just sort of like an alternate telling, like as though that movie didn't happen, which granted is how most anime movies happen. Yeah. But uses the same character, which is rare, but I, I do not, I do not want to discourage anyone from watching super though. Because, and I will uh, mention this uh, a couple of times, even if your anime is terrible, if you are admitting to people that there's not supposed to be a storyline here, it's just supposed to be awesome and cool and have good animation and have fight sequences, I respect the fuck out of that. Oh, and yeah. that is what Dragon Ball Super is. It knows what it, it is. It makes no qualms about it. Like, and whereas also... like Black Clover, like is trying to cover it with story, like mm-hmm. a cat trying to cover a turd. Um, like, Dragon Ball Super, like, took a shit on the front of your car, and they're like, look at it! Look, <laughs> look at, at it. what I did! <laughs> this, uh, this also is a good point to just reiterate. You can like whatever you like for whatever reason. I watched, like, oh, yeah, three sure. seasons of The Secret Life of the American Teenager on ABC Family because it was like watching a train wreck in real time. And not because it was oh, yeah. actually good. Oh yeah, and I've uh, one of my favorite dumb animes that I will continue to watch um, is an anime called Better Man that most people have never heard of before. I am um, one of and those it's about people. This, it is about this guy who turns into a giant giant dragon dinosaur and fights people, I'm other intrigued. dragon dinosaur monsters. Yes, uh, go watch Better Man. It is terrible, but also great because of how terrible it is. I'm, um, I'm into it. Next, we are going to talk about a show that is actually really good for the first time in this probably is, ever. Yeah, this is a flip in the script moment. We are talking about Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, oh my gosh. I threw it on here first because it was included in a couple of lists of anime that I was looking at for this year. And I was like, oh, it goes with the theme of sequels and spinoffs. Um, and I'm also a big Pokemon fan, but I'm a Pokemon fan from the standpoint of playing the games. I've, I, you know, watched the show as a kid, but it really wears out its welcome very quickly because it doesn't do much. Um, Mm -hmm. Pokemon Sun and Moon is sweet. I've watched a a few clips and like maybe one or two episodes on YouTube and it is really, it's something else. I mean, it's still the same type of show where they're on a sort of journey that has a, an ill-defined end date but this mm-hmm. one seems like a little bit more like a group of friends going on adventures than the um slow progress uh episodes of the past 
And the big thing about Pokemon Sun and Moon is that they switched animation studios, and yeah. that animation studio did not try to replicate what had been done before, and instead went oh, off hell no. all the way out <clears throat> to left field, and it is great. A lot it of people complained. Gorgeous. Yeah, a lot of people complained because Ash looks more like a child than he ever has, even though he's been on television for like twenty years. Uh, but it's beautifully animated. They clearly put a lot of money into it because the animation is fluid and clean. It's, it is vibrant, which is great because the world that they're in right now is Alola, which is based on Hawaii. And it's all about being beautiful and vibrant. And it is just a joy. Yeah. It's a really, really, really good show. Yeah. It's, it's it's basically never been a better time to be a Pokemon fan. Unless yeah. you really are wishing for the yester, the yesteryear when everyone was a Pokemon fan because you were in elementary school yeah. and it was the biggest thing ever. Yeah. And uh, coming from that, we have something that uh, continues to keep on going down um, in quality and story-wise. It's not getting better. Um, and that is the Fate series. Um, so Fate... Uh, Apoca, Apocrypha or whatever it is. Apocrypha. Um, it is... It is not as good as the Fate series that are before it. Um, I will say... Is this that, a Netflix uh, one? I don't, yes. Okay. I will say that, like, one of the biggest problems with the Fate series um, is one of its best qualities as well which is they don't really explain they kind of throw you into this world and watch you as, watch as it happens and then start building the story after they put the characters in there um so it's kind of like how you would build like a you know um a video game full of heroes which is what this world is it's a bunch of heroes fighting inside of like a gigantic tournament uh to see who can win the wishes from the um from the uh the chalice, whatever, what is the cup called? What is it, like the Holy Grail? Yeah, the Holy Grail. Um, there is the best version of it that I have ever seen, in my opinion. Um, some say Fate Stay Zero is the best one. Um, I disagree wholeheartedly because I fa- think Fate Stay Night is still the best one. Um, if you have never watched Fate Stay Night, um, you definitely should. Um, it's got a lot of really sweet characters, um, one of them being one of the uh, the mages. Um, so, like, you have a bunch of mages, and the mages control these, like, holy spirits that fight against each other in this tournament. And usually the mages, they don't have, like, really super cool fight sequences between each other. There is one mage from, like, the very first show who's partnered up with um, Joan of Arc, and it is... He's my fucking favorite mage inside of the show. He has this ability where he can, like, hold his breath and stop time or, like, slow down time so that he can move really fast. Um, But he can't hold it for very long. And then he's kind of like uh, Deborah was. Not Deborah. What was the name of the character, the, like, the fat pink dude from uh, Dragon Ball Z on uh, Namek? No, 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 no. On Namek. Um, he was, oh. he was like one of the, uh, one of the Ginyu of Force. The Ginyu Force. Mm, uh, no, he wasn't, names. he wasn't pink. He was green. He had four eyes. Yeah. Um, he was the froggy one. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of that ability, but he fights with a gun. It's a, it's a good show. 
Um, in in the sense that like the fight sequences are badass, and sometimes you get plot arc. Um, but this one it 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 delves into this plot arc of this one character, and it doesn't take it far enough, and then it kind of leaves you on a weird cliffhanger at the end of the first season. And I was like, I don't know if I'm in for a second season of this. Um, but it is it is what it is. The the fate people will argue that like every app every th- every time it comes out it gets better it's like the same people that are like sword art online only gets better it never mm-hmm. gets worse and that is just completely false <laughs> <Just> factually inaccurate <laughs> so yes, very inaccurate. uh we have two shows next that are um they're getting a lot of buzz and i'm really intrigued by both of them and the reason is that okay. they are known for i their... don't know the first one okay that's cool um i kind of got the impression from what the way you mentioned it earlier. So these are, they're getting a lot of buzz because they're crafting really atypical stories. Pretty much everything we've talked about and the majority of anime that we're covering, they're really battle focused anime. And these are a lot more about ambiance. They're a lot more about world building. And they're also known for, um, beautiful animation. So the first one is ancient Magus's bride. And I haven't seen a ton of stuff about this personally, but what I have seen has been all um, sort of at worst intrigue and at best rave reviews. Um, Ancient Magus's Bride is basically this woman is, oh, this is going to sound really bad. This woman is sold to this man and I think it's to cover some sort of debt, and I think it has something to do with magic. And she basically is expecting for her life to be the worst, but then it turns out that this man has the head, or maybe it's a mask, I think it's his head, of like a cow skeleton, and is a magic user. And he takes her to like this parallel world that's just beautiful and full of magic. Um, Weird. Yeah, it's kind of a weird story. I saw somebody talking about it as being like Harry Potter levels of world building where it's just intriguing and magical and there's kind of something around every corner. Um, It's supposed to be really good. Um, Unfortunately, I don't know much else about it. I've seen it mentioned on a few lists. I've seen some people talking Mm -hmm. about it on uh, some of the YouTube channels that I follow. And other than that, it caught my attention based off of their reviews and the comments that they made about it and based off of the sort of unique story that it's trying to tell yeah made an abyss i've watched the first five episodes of it after oh you have a review oh yeah it's fantastic uh, um, it looks made so cool made an abyss is what happens if you take uh you take children treat them like adults and drop them into a crazy spiritual world um it is uh the most fun you will have spelunking um into a world full of monsters um it 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 reminds me of what i wanted the game monster rancher to be Mm. when i was a kid and it's so good it's it's really really weird um it is also supposed to be extremely dark yes but in the way that studio ghibli is dark like princess mononoke where like the premise of this show is that they live in a town on the edge of a giant abyss that has like several levels and they are going to like retrieve one of their parents or something like that. And then the thing is, there's this thing called like abyss sickness or something like that. And nobody really knows what it is or how you get it or how it works. 
but they do know that basically once you go down, you can't come up because the further up you come again, the sicker you get and it makes you crazy and sick and then you die. And Mm -hmm. so these children go into the abyss. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great show. Um, On that same note, um, I will talk about another show that a lot of people are not talking about. Um, but it is on Netflix and you should definitely watch it. Um, because, uh, if you like wacky storylines that are drawn beautifully, um, with, um, characters that you weren't expecting to like, oh, you're, really, really enjoy. You're talking about Neo um, Yokio. <laughs> no, I will never I talk almost about made Neo it through that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about my little witch at academia. Oh, you're um, watching that? Yes, it is fantastic. I've heard um, great things. It, it is, um, all it is, is just a really good time anime. Um, it, it's good time um, anime. At, yeah, it's at like an all girls school. So it's one of those things where it's just like, um, when you look at it from the outside, you're like, oh, only like, you know, little girl anime or something like that. But what it really tells a story is, it's kind of like a Harry Potter-esque world um, that um, that these characters are just real little kids. It doesn't go into like, you know, like some of the cheap shot anime bits where it's just like, this is only for girls, so it's just going to be all about obsessing over like boys or something like that. Or, or like a weird harem anime where it's all about yeah, fan service, even it, though the characters are young. Yeah, and that's one of those things that, like, I was worried about it being, like, some kind of creepy show like that. That's one of the things I hate about anime, um, and one of the things that comes up a lot. And this show completely, completely doesn't do that. The kids are kids. Um, It is a show about um, finding yourself inside of a world of magic when you don't know that you're a witch and figuring out, like, what your power is. Um, I would hearken it back to, like, something like watching Sabrina when I was a kid. Oh, nice. And being just like, you know, I wanted to be a teenage witch, too. Yeah. Um, It's a really, really great show. Um, And it has beautiful animation inside of it. The first episode, uh, it... The first episode has this giant chicken that chases after them at one point um, that, like, spits, like, fire breath or something. Why? Just watch because it. It's anime. a great show. Oh, that sounds like a cockatrice, yeah. actually. It is a cockatrice. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm glad that we covered that. The last one that I want to mention, this is my honorable mention because I think uh, dinosaurs and similar dragons and stuff like that, they're sweet. And uh, in the same vein, Godzilla is also sweet. And there is a new Godzilla movie coming out called Godzilla Monster Planet. Um, From what I saw online, it looks like it is out in Japan and it is forthcoming in America. It is forthcoming (laughs) to Netflix. They have the distribution rights. I've watched the trailer. It was in Japanese, so I don't know much of the plot. But it looks sweet. And from what I've gathered, Godzilla and other giant monsters have taken over the Earth and ravaged it. And the humans have gone to live on probably like floating space stations or maybe Mars or something like that. And the movie centers on a small group of humans who return to Earth to see what's up. Yeah, I am I excited. I anything about this. I'm not as excited as Blake is, but Blake is much more excited about anything dinosaur related. Yeah. I assume that when you saw the new trailer for Jurassic World, you wept. Oh! Um, <laughs> yep, I was pumped. Blake, Blake has a problem with a lot of people hate 
Jurassic World and they think Fallen Kingdom looks awful. And I am not one of those people. I love Jurassic World and I'm very enthusiastic about Fallen Kingdom. Anyways. So let's go into our last thing of the year. Yeah, we haven't thought I would of a say, name of the awards yet. <laughs> I would say as we transition, if there's something on this list that you wish we had talked about, uh, something that you've been watching, something that you are excited to watch in the coming year, tweet at us and let us know or hit us up on our other social media platforms because we're curious and we'd love to know what we didn't talk about. Maybe we don't know about it yet and we should. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think of the an award name for this. Um, as someone who listens to Jay and Miles explain the X-Men and they have the Corbo Awards, uh, um, which Dr. is for the best. Dr. Peter Corbo, super <laughs> Dr. Astronaut <laughs> Peter Corbo. Yeah, we um, I, I'm tempted to call these uh, the the anime awards, the uh, Ninja Ra- Ninja Mount Rushmore Awards, <laughs> um, because like that's the only like catchphrase that I think that we've gotten from our show yet. Catchphrase. Um, oh, <laughs> or like a Bert and Ernie situation is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Mo Eggy. The Eggy Awards. <laughs> this year at the Eggies. <laughs> yeah. All right. They're, um, they're awards. So, we don't have a name for them. Calm down. <laughs> so um, we're going to be going off of these uh, for um, what we've watched over this past year. Um, and we're going to go back and forth between like Blake and me on each one of these different categories. Yeah. So most of these are going to be a retrospective. Cool. So you first on our first award category. Okay. So our first award category is best OP. OP is also an opening animation, um, sequence Mm -hmm. that is specifically the intro to the show not like how the show opens up. Um, yeah. I was a little torn on this one. There's, uh, I think we have five OPs in our four shows this year. Um, And I am going to go with what I think is the classic, which is Cowboy Bebop. Uh, It is a classic for a reason. It has an amazing song called Tank, which is a super sweet jazz song. Uh, As somebody who's not crazy about jazz, this song gets me going and I totally get it when this song comes on. Um, also the intro is a little bit more stylized than the average anime intro instead of doing uh, lots of action sequences. It's a little bit more of like playing with silhouettes and colors and, um, it's really cool. It's a lot more artistic, I think, than a lot of anime OPs. And I like that about it. Um, it was not necessarily the strongest year when you look at 1980s throwback Naruto opening, but, uh, obviously there were some good ones. And I think that the opening to Cowboy Bebop was our best. So I love Cowboy Bebop, um, but I will have to disagree. So because, not surprised. Uh, the song that got most stuck in my head out of all of these shows by far um, is One Punch Man's opening. Yeah, um, I knew you, you were going to say that. If you've never heard the song from One Punch Man, uh, you are missing the fuck out. Um, I remember specifically when I was watching the show for the very first time, and going up to play magic at Dice Dojo, and I was sitting there, and I, like, was watching an episode on my phone, and I, like, unplugged my headphones for a second. It was during the opening, and somebody from across the room heard it, and he was just like, you're watching One Punch Man. And I was like, yes, the fuck I am. And they were like, One Punch! (laughs) Because they know. They know how good that opening is. Yeah, it's sweet. The only other opening that, like, I've been, like, obsessed, obsessed with 
before that was like this was uh, the the opening of the American Full, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh no way! I was thought I thought you were going to say the Brotherhood opening. That opening's great. The Brotherhood opening is is I think a better better made one, um, but it's not one that gets like stuck in my head as Oof. much. You and um, I differ there. That thing is stuck in my head constantly. Well, the one that obviously gets stuck in my head more than any of the other ones is Fighting Dreamers. <laughs> Which we're coming up on. I'm so pumped. Yeah. Anyways, let's go into best animation. Um, yeah, I'm so going to go first on this. this I, would... I don't think that there's an argument because <laughs> Cowboy Bebop has the best animation by far. Well, I'm <laughs> thinking like best animated sequence or moment, you know? Okay. Still uh, from Cowboy Bebop. For sure. <laughs> Which Although a case, a case could be made for One Punch Man. I don't think Hunter x Hunter or Naruto have a chance in this one. Um, no way. Maybe later, but definitely not this year. Um, yeah. What comes to mind when I think about this, and with the caveat that there are so many good things to choose from, and there are p- potentially things that I would choose if I had come up with them, but I didn't, and this is what co- popped into my head. It's from the first Cowboy Bebop episode. It is the basically climactic yeah it's the climactic moment when the ship that has the drugs is flying out into space and sort of they realize that the jig is up the ships uh the police ships mm-hmm. waiting for them fire on them and the woman whose pregnant belly was actually drugs um floats out of the ship and into space as the vial, red vials of drugs pour out of her torn garment instead of blood. And it is beautiful and haunting, and it stood out to me when I was thinking about this category. The best drawn sequence in Cowboy Bebop, my favorite one ever still to this day, even though we're about to watch one of my favorite episodes, which is Pierre Lafoe. Um, is It's not in that episode, though. The best episode for me with the animation is the flashback of um, Vicious and, um, oh god, what's his name, uh, on on Titan. Oh, uh, yeah, the the um, dude who's, like, d- developed, uh, like, breasts because of the mental torture that they put him through. Yeah. I don't and remember his name either, seat. but that's from Jupiter Jazz, which is also the title yeah. of our episode covering it, if you want to check it out. Yeah, Jupiter Jazz is one of the most beautifully drawn episodes of yeah, anime ever made. Um, it uh, boasts the first and second part have great fight sequences inside of there too, but there is a cut back and forth where um, he is remembering his life. It cuts back to the ship. It cuts back to the snow that's laying on the ground on tight on uh, Jupiter's moon. Um, it's just there's just so many beautiful things that are shot inside of that episode. Even the like sequence where he like. Uh, get shot and like falls down in the snow is fantastic um but it's it's just a completely beautiful episode yeah um anyways so our next category is best fight okay i think they're all from one punch man right uh my favorite one is gonna be the fight between um between genos and saitama okay you mention it like all the time yeah it's fucking great uh yeah you're right actually that's uh that is fantastic um i think i'm going with carnage kabuto i love it uh mm. i mentioned it earlier in this episode i think it's 
a good fight, but it's also artistic. Um, and it has <coughs> one of my favorite jokes in the show in it. So that's going to be my pick. Yeah. Well, the, the most ridiculous thing about this is that like, I, I think the best fight inside of Cowboy Bebop is yet to come. Um, yeah. we're going to be talking about it in the pair of episode. Um, and if you're talking about that inside of Canon of Cowboy Bebop though, the best fight is actually inside of the movie. Um, between, uh, Spike and, um, I cannot remember his name. Um, but they're fighting at the top of like this tower when it's like raining and Spike has been infected with this disease. It's a great thing. Hopefully we'll get to a point where we can start watching movies. Yeah. And that's going to be the first, one of the first ones I'm going to tell, like we have to watch. Yeah. That's, that's one of our Patreon stretch goals. So, uh, we are counting on you guys to let us watch that movie. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So. I'll go first on funniest moment. Okay. I think I think the funniest moment for me is uh is probably still when Genos is telling his backstory and Saitama is listening oh, to him God. and Saitama gets more and more and more annoyed until he's like just say it to me in one sentence. <laughs> yeah, that's a great choice. I'm going to go with that too. You've convinced me. That is really funny. <laughs> And it's a it's a, also a good representation of what's funny about One Punch Man. Like they know how to poke fun at the genre, and that's one of the best examples of it. Yeah, you, oh. you've swayed me. <laughs> okay, our next category is this one's tough. It's most anime moment, which is really just who doubled down the hardest on anime tropes. I'm gonna say the character. Of Mr. Bean ah! is the most anime moment of of all so the anime. Good. Or or when Naruto gets poked in the butt by Kakashi. Yeah, that is you are accurate. I'm going on the <laughs> other end of the anime spectrum, and this is a moment that really stood out to me as very very like cool, iconic anime uh, fight sequence style. Uh, it does not actually end in a fight, but it's actually from the first episode of Hunter x Hunter when Karapika and Leorio have gotten into a war of words and they go out on the deck of a ship in the middle of a storm so that they can settle things. And the entire ship's mm. crew, they're like clinging onto the ship for dear life or running around trying to keep it from breaking apart. And Leorio and Karapika are just standing, staring across at each other from an expanse and preparing to fight. And it is awesome. Okay. I don't understand this next one. Oh. Uh, you said favorite content creators. This one is not. So the we're going to move. The next three are not related to the shows that we've covered this year. Um, this first one, this is really my excuse to give a shout out to somebody. So favorite content creators would be your favorite bloggers or YouTubers or people that are. What yours is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mine's super obvious. And I've mentioned it a few times. Uh <laughs> But yeah, this is people that are sort of tangential to, uh, you know, like we could potentially be somebody else's favorite anime content creators because we are creating content about anime, but we're not directly creating the anime. Um, I'm going to say, and this will surprise no one, my favorite content creator for the year is Super Eyepatch Wolf. Um, he mm. is a YouTuber. It's That's three words. Super, then Eyepatch, then Wolf. He's great. Uh, he makes... 20 to 30 minute episodes basically where he most of them are why you should watch 
uh, essays on a specific show and he will talk about what is good about it, what makes it, you know, enjoyable to watch. Um, he often includes a lot of, um, information about how it was made or, um, some of the backstory about the content creation. Um, he also has a very charming accent. Uh, I believe it's Irish accent and, uh, he is also super attractive, which does not hurt. Um, so he just, I am of the many people that I follow on YouTube. And right now I follow way too many people on YouTube. Um, but I, I, when I discovered his channel, I immediately watched all of his videos. It took me maybe two days to watch everything that he had, which at the time was not a ton. And, um, ever since then, whenever he releases a new video, I watch it pretty much immediately. If I get an email or a notification on my phone that he released a new video at night, I will watch it, you know, as soon as I can the next day or something like that. It's his content is great. Um, it's not entirely anime specific, but I would say 95% or more of it is anime specific. Um, it's fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. I would say that, um, a little bit off from anime, but an anime that we, um, not an anime, but a, a show that we become friends with, uh, while doing this. Um, and I, I, we've mentioned them before inside of a, a plug at the very start and they mentioned us too. They were nice enough to do it, but I'm going to mention them again is, uh, you should totally check out childhood remastered. So I've good. listened to most of their, I've listened to most of their Canon now, um, on, uh, their, their podcast that just goes, and they break down like shows that you watch from your childhood or yeah. maybe that you didn't watch from your childhood. And they're going to definitely be my podcast of the year that I did not expect when I started like meeting other podcasters to like fall in love with shows and have to listen to all of them. Absolutely. Uh, that's one of them that I completely had to do. Um, and it's just because it, it really hits me right in like the nostalgia feels. Yeah. And like, so many things that I watch from there. I was just like, oh, this is, oh man, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go watch this again. Yeah. It's I just, think that their show is really similar to ours in that it's two dudes sitting down to have a fun, friendly conversation about what they watched this week. Mm -hmm. But ours is a lot more about like the actual plot and theirs is a lot more about taking pot shots at it and having fun with it in a different yeah. way. So uh, I think our shows yeah. are actually good companion shows. You can enjoy both of them yeah. for the same reasons, but their show is fantastic. You should absolutely check yeah. it out. And uh, I'm going to throw it out there too, that uh, I, I know if you've listened to the show, you will have taken, uh, you know, taken this from us already, but the two shows that have inspired me the most uh, to make this podcast Number one and always will be number one in my book is going to be The Nerdist. Um, most people know that if they've ever had a conversation with me. I listen to all of their episodes religiously. He really won't um, shut up about and, it. Yeah, and then Jay and Miles explain the X-Men, which yeah. is like the the inspiration for the show. 100%. That's maybe my favorite podcast of all, and... Um, was literally, I was listening to it and I was just like, I want to do something like this and mm -hmm. I want to do something with Spencer. And then we came up with the show. Like they are literally yep. where we got the idea for the show. And then we yep. figured out other ways that this show could be great, uh, as we discussed earlier, but that was really the genesis of the idea was listening to that show and loving it so much. Cool. Um, um, let's go on from here to the animes that we're most excited to watch. Um, 
Mine is Made uh, in Abyss. I haven't watched it yet. It looks amazing. I just discovered it. It is great. Two weeks ago <laughs> or so. I had never heard of it before. And then Super Eye Patch Wolf put up a, an, a video about it. And I have been frothing at the mouth to watch it ever since. Okay. Mine is going to be uh, the second season of um, uh, The Seven Deadly Sins. Um, nice. I cannot wait for it to come out. Um, wait, do you mean I the third season? Because there's two. Mm, no, but the no, second no. one was there like eight a, episodes or something. It's less than eight episodes, and it's mostly OVAs. It has nothing to do with the storyline. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so it's, like a proper it's like second filler. season. Yeah, there's a proper second season that's coming out, and I cannot wait for it. Sweet. Um, there's um, there's also uh, a couple of shows that I'm I'm waiting to check out, and I'll talk about more on uh, this podcast. Uh, one of them is about an alternate reality world um, where there's like monsters and goblins that are just like out inside of this world. It's Digimon set in the future. <laughs> no, 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 it's not Digimon. Um, cool. Um, so you put this in here next. This is <laughs> a little bit of a meta award for our show. Uh, this is the most likely to secretly be a spy award, and I would like to award this. To Ben Diamond, our loyal follower, he is the first person that reached out to us on social media. He is also our first Patreon subscriber, and he's been just really fun to chat with. Um, And with a name like Ben Diamond, despite what he says, we know for sure that he is a spy. Because that's what you would name someone who was a spy. Uh, He has denied that, but... That's what you would say if you were accused of being a spy when you secretly were. And if you want to be accused of being a spy, um, you can start being a part of our show as well. Be like Ben Diamond. Be a spy (laughs) who also listens to our show, talks to us, and is a Patreon subscriber. Yeah. So the last one uh, that Blake put on here is uh, Favorite Anime of the Year. Um, yeah, I specifically really, was talking really about the one hard for me. I was specifically talking about the one that we watched that was our favorite, but I think we can give an answer that includes everything we've watched this year or, you know, give know, two man. answers I, if you want. I will say that the anime that the anime that probably started it for me and started it for a lot of people is, is one of the shows that we watched this year. And it really, really means like that, that show my brother and I used to watch together when we were like kids and Toonami first started coming on, which was Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. That show has amazing music, amazing animation, beautiful writing, beautiful storylines. It's, it's the full package anime. And I, I cannot talk about that show enough. Yeah, I'm going with (laughs) Cowboy Bebop for sure. Um, I would say that, you know, Naruto and Hunter x Hunter, they're both great, but uh, they really, neither of them has hit their stride yet. Um, Mm -hmm. I would also say that uh, we've got One Punch Man, which is fantastic and phenomenal and is definitely a contender. But, um, you know, when I think about it, every time we talk about Cowboy Bebop, we just go on and on about how good it is and how good every aspect of it is. The characters, the writing, the animation, it is beautiful. I mean, even the direction and sort of the more technical aspects of the show, they are just fantastic. And 
it, you know, not every episode is as amazing as every other episode, but they are all great. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I also, I've, I mean, I got super emotional, which always wins points with me <laughs> the other day when we were watching, uh, one of our more recent episodes and, um, you know, for a show that can make me laugh and that can make me cry and that can get me on the edge of my seat with action and that has this like really sweet thought provoking sci-fi bent. I mean, it is a jack of all trades show in the best way and I love it. Yeah, it's a great show. And that's those are our eggies or whatever it's going to be called <laughs> for the year. The Mo Eggy Award. You have won an eggy. So <laughs> and that's also the end of us for the year. Uh we will not be back next week contrary to our normal schedule. Um it is the holiday time for us. We're both holidaying. I am actually recording this from my parents' home in Tennessee rather than my office in Chicago. And uh, so I would like to not have to record an episode next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly why we're doing it, just because Blake is being a child. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to get my way, because this is my show. So, you know, uh, we will not be back next week, but we hope you enjoyed this double-sized episode. If you would like an episode next week, we would encourage you to re-listen to your favorite episodes that you've already listened to. I've been re-listening to our show and it makes me laugh. Even though I said it, I think it's still pretty funny and it catches me off guard from time to time. So check us out again. Also, if you would like to talk to us, we'll be around on social media. So hit us up. Um, and, uh, everybody that's been listening to us. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. And I'm having a good time with it. It's a lot of work, but it's fun work. Yeah. And, um, I am proud to say that as of this episode recording, uh, we have officially hit 4,500 listens. Um, We are continuing to move up um, in listenership uh, every single week. We are averaging um, more and more numbers on there. Average um, automatic ranking is going up. Yeah, it's it's great. It's. It's great because it feel you, you can feel people really paying attention. Yeah. And uh, people like actually keep on tuning in. You yeah. Know? I um, think what we're making is we're really fun and genuinely good. And I'm glad you guys are enjoying yourselves too. Yeah. Um, um, and if you're that, doing holidays, enjoy your holiday. We're both Christmas people. But uh, if you're a Christmas person, Merry Christmas. If you're a different uh, holiday person, enjoy your holiday. Have a great one. If you are not yeah. a holiday person at this time of year, I hope you have a good day and a good Enjoy time. winter. <laughs> Enjoy the holiday ambiance that's everywhere. and yeah. uh, Or hope, don't enjoy it. Yeah. I hope Ruin all, someone's day. I hope you all get to do something that you love, even if it's ruining someone's day. Probably, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to, don't ruin someone's day. And then you could just choose which one of us to listen to. Yeah. Um, so, uh, our credits are going to play in a little bit and then, um, talk about what we're coming back with at the start of next year. Yep. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing work done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level four sound wizard. Our podcast is ad free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to help us keep releasing episodes without the use of ads, please consider supporting us on Patreon. 
Patrons get exclusive member content as well as unlocking group perks. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. New episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like the show, please like, subscribe, and review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. Next year on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Oh god, I'm oh. on fire! Oh my god! I'm god. bees! Bees that are on bees. fire! <laughs> <laughs>